in the morning when you need the news that matters most. We have a constitutional right to publish this story. We are the fourth estate and we will hold the powerful accountable. You need the front page. Wait, what's the fourth estate? Us, the press. And everyone knows that? On the press box. Because I feel like people always say the fourth estate, but they don't actually know what it means. I think everybody knows what it means. I thought the fourth estate was time. That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Graney and Bischoff. No, not state, a state. You thought I was saying we're the state of Georgia? Tanner Muse signed with the Seahawks practice squad. He got waived by the Raiders. He cleared waivers. Nobody wanted the great third round special teams war daddy and Tanner Muse. But he ended up signing in Seattle, but on their practice squad. I know uh, Vinny Bonsignore reported that the Raiders did have interest in signing. Tanner Muse back on their practice squad. So do you take that to mean Tanner Muse said, bleep you, I'm going somewhere else? Yeah, because I do think they wanted him back because I thought, well, look, if they don't get KJ right, he was like slotted into at least in some packages start. So I don't, I can't believe they went from we this guy might start in some packages to we don't want him at all. Uh, reading the reports out of Seattle and not being able to give you the entire depth chart of linebacker in Seattle. Uh, they apparently are kind of short on linebackers, so his agent probably said you have a better chance of playing there. So, yeah, go to Seattle. But I do think the Raiders wanted him back. I don't know why they wouldn't. Does it look better or worse for the Raiders if Tanner Muse is really good and ends up playing for Seattle? It's it's horrible for the Raiders. He's a third-round pick who's on another team. Okay. And especially if he plays well. What if he plays well? But then you can at least justify, hey, that's why we took him. He's actually good at the sport. If he just flames uh, out and never plays again, you took a guy who's terrible not, in the third round. Not sure many fans would look at it that way okay although the raider fans so they're gonna they're gonna sign with whatever the, whatever the raiders say yeah. yeah whatever the raiders look at said that that would be what they'd say well then why didn't you keep them man you know that's a great question he's gonna be better than kj right the ravens signed Le'Veon bell to their practice squad so they lost jk dobbins for the year they then lost justice hill who tore his achilles for the year. So Gus Edwards was looking around saying, I got no other running backs here. They've signed Le'Veon Bell. He's on the practice squad. So if he gets activated in time for Monday night football, is he running for a hundred yards against the Raiders? Man, <laughs> you imagine that Le'Veon Bell. I mean, where was Le'Veon Bell? I think he was on the at, Chiefs for at a little his bit house? there. Yeah, he was. A, he started as a jet last year. Right. I know he started as jet. Kansas then he City, went to the Chiefs. And then, yeah. Was that his house? He, he did not like being a chief. He didn't like his house either. <laughs> Because he just signed with the signed with the Ravens. Also, how how is he practice squad eligible? What well, I think you sign if they're if if you're completely well, I thought, if you're completely I out of you, the game, can't you just sign with anything a practice squad or a regular? There's better yeah. spots for the practice. Squad. Oh, okay. I was under the impression that yeah. if you played more than three years, oh, you I think there's better. Be the practice squads got expanded last year. They kept it's like they're up to sixteen. Yeah, now. it's like sixteen. There's yeah. there's veteran spots on the practice squad. Nice. You don't make the practice squad. They're telling you something. 16's a big number. I mean, bring back Vince Young. <laughs> Put him on your practice squad. Great question. Next Thank question. you. The Red Box Bowl has been canceled. Ah, again? Red Box. So here's the interesting part. Red on Box. The, okay, before we get to the actual college football part, did you know Red Box still existed? 
Uh, yes. Yes, because there's one outside of Walgreens. There's one outside of Smith's. Yeah. When is the last time you watched a movie that was an actual disc? Like a DVD or From a Red Blu-ray Box? player. Just a period. My Just son was, period. he's 23 now. Five? I mean. I, I Seven? Five? <laughs> wow. All right. You're an early adopter to the streaming thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think. No, well, other than we went to movies with him, but you're actually saying go and rent for a dollar, right? Isn't Redbox yeah, like a buck yeah. or something like that? He was young. I mean, I, it's been forever. It's been a long time. I can't tell you the exact year, but it's been a long time. I mean, well, I, I I own a lot of Blu-rays from back in the day, <laughs> so it's sort of just like dude, I could watch. They did with this thing called director's commentary, and I'm the person who watches it. Oh boy, I. Ooh. But you can get those streaming too now. Break <laughs> it anything. Sometimes. Yeah, Sometimes. no, <laughs> not that I found. When did I mean, you wouldn't have you? I I cannot remember but the you last did. time. Yeah, I've rented a red box before, but I can't even remember the last time I just watched a DVD, like a physical oh, no, copy I can't of a DVD. I, I do not remember I the last remember. time. I don't I did remember that. the last time I had a DVD player. Yeah, I don't either. We have a like a PlayStation Four that, hell, we haven't used that in five years. I don't even know if that works anymore, but we have it in case. Oh, we might. We have like six or seven. If things you want to play DVD, a game but or man, a DVD, how is Redbox still alive? How are they sponsored? Well, they're not. It's got canceled, so maybe that's why it got canceled. But. The college football side of this. This was a Pac-12 Big Ten game. Brett McMurphy reported this, and is in his report, the expectation is that the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are going to go to ESPN and say, listen, this bowl game got canceled. Find us another one, and ESPN is going to kick out some group of five teams from a bowl game. Nice. One less opportunity for a group of fives to get in there. Hey. That we know. What the, is This, this is, is America. The rich get richer. Is this going to be... I know the Mountain West is tied in. Is the Mountain West going to lose like the New Mexico Bowl or something? I mean, could yeah. it be something like that? That's what you're saying. They're going to go to an yeah. existing bowl of two group of fives yeah. and say, see you later. They'll go to the New Mexico Bowl or the Idaho Potato Bowl oh. or the. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. The Idaho Potato Bowl. Wait a minute. That's sacrosanct. Wait a minute. That is sacred in Mountain West. I mean, contractually, West I guess you have to play out the contract. I don't think you could. I don't think you'd kick them out now, but eventually I'm sure you could. No, it's for this year. They'll Can just you pay, they'll kick just pay people a out if they have a contract? I mean, just pay a you, penalty. Yeah, like if you're wow. if you wrote a good contract, we may need to ask Sam and Ash this. <laughs> but, Ash, yes. but if you wrote a good enough contract, Sam, the New Mexico Bowl wants a Pac-12 school. Yep, get them out. Now let me ask you this: If you're the Mountain West and ESPN says, "Hey, we want the Idaho Potato Bowl to be Big Ten Pac-12. We want to kick you out. Here's a two million dollar check. You're happy with that, aren't you? Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, I would. Yeah, I don't know how much money. Like, my routing number is this: yeah. just deposit it direct. Well, I don't yeah, know how much money they're getting Mount from West this. Because Mountain West teams but, lose money on bowls. Yeah, but presumably, well, most teams do. Most yeah. teams lose money. Presumably, if they kick out a Mountain West team, yeah, the Mountain West will get money from. Yeah, it. you so, want I mean, that? Unless there's an out in the contract where it says ESPN can schedule whoever the hell they want for this game. No, that you want might money be in there. But assuming there's not some crazy out for ESPN, if ESPN says, "Yeah, we're giving you two million to get the hell out of this bowl game." I, I mean, Power Fives lose money in bowls, but they can make it up with all their TV money. It doesn't matter. But a Mountain West team loses money in a bowl. That's a big deal, right? Yeah. So if I'm the conference and we're getting $2 million, I'd say, hey, sorry, teams, but we're going to take $2 million. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Mike Tomlin is optimistic a new deal will get done with TJ Watt. TJ Watt has been holding in at Steelers camp 
practice uh, so far. Tomlin is expecting him to practice today and is optimistic that he gets that new contract signed. Also, Jared was surprised to learn that Mike Tomlin is bald. He always wears surprised. a hat. I was surprised. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I've, I've never not seen him in a hat. I, on the sideline. Genuinely, I always like just assumed he had yeah. hair. I see him in the sideline, or you see clips of him on post game, and they both have hats on. Both both images of him have hats on. I have no idea. And well. he's got very high, like his beard goes yeah. high up on the sideburns, and so it like goes Did you know into he was the bald? hat. I wasn't surprised to see him bald. If you had asked me thirty minutes ago, hey, is Mike Tomlin bald? I would have been like, yeah, I don't know. But you guys are over here genuinely shocked. No, I'm shocked. Bald. It's again, I think it's because he's got really high sideburns that go into the hat when he's got the hat on, so it looks like it's going hey, into hair. I'm still completely impressed with him or whoever at the Steelers uh hid this thing about uh TJ Watt um holding in. I'm still completely shocked that didn't get out. And I know like it's we had, you know, Pittsburgh and Steelers, you kind of try to protect the team and all of that, but there had to be someone in the media saying, shouldn't we write this? That's, <laughs> it's like, shouldn't we write that he hasn't been on the field like ever and he's not even hurt? That was the weirdest thing that uh, that we were told yesterday was like, oh, you know, some people in Pittsburgh want to protect yeah. the team. And it's like, that's not their job. No. <laughs> I mean, at Raider practice, you go, you have your roster and the beat writers every day go through each player. Is he here? Is he here? And the immediately before they ask Gruden, it's tweeted, Josh Jacobs isn't here. And then you follow up with the question, where was Josh Jacobs? They, no one saw that this guy wasn't on the field the entire well, time? He's been there, he's been there stretching. He like goes through he stretching. He goes and stretches Ooh. and then doesn't Ooh. and then doesn't. Yeah, but a training camp a training camp by NFL rules, you, you get to watch the whole practice. Than, yeah, yeah. Good point. Darn. Okay, I was gonna say maybe Tomlin has it took a page from a Royals book and was like <laughs> stretching only, guys. <laughs> so listen, he's one of the best players in the NFL. Yes. Like yes. he's, he's one of the best defensive ends in football, <laughs> and he might not be playing in week one for Pittsburgh. Mike, why has TJ only wrung out the water over by the uh, the water cans where everyone has to do that with their uh, helmet uh, coverage? What if that's the only thing he did the entire training camp? He's over there teaching people how to wring out the water. Dunk the skull caps? The, the skull caps, thing? dunking the skull caps. That's a great, great question. The Saints released Latavius Murray. Adam Schefter reported that the Saints asked him to take a pay cut, and he refused. So they released him, and now he is a free agent. Uh, the Raiders going to sign him? Did I would you want him, him? as your three? Uh, as would. long as John Gruden doesn't decide to give him, like, $5 million. Right, right. <laughs> if right. he's coming over for, like, right. a million bucks, sure. I guess the question is, do you need your third guy to play special teams? Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. Well, they lost their special teams king and muse, Ooh. so I don't know if you can lose another special teams guy. So yeah, it, and Regis or whoever they're going to put in yeah. special teams. Depends on if they need that third guy to play special teams. Then probably not. Is this the guy you got to restructure Carr's contract for? Because you didn't have to restructure him for KJ Wright. It's like, hey, Derek, we we got to get Latavius Murray. You're gonna have to. We're gonna have to restructure the deal here. We're moving money around. To bring <laughs> we're moving Latavius money around Murray. of Derek Carr so they can sign Latavius Murray. Who doesn't play special teams? Next question. The Las Vegas Aces host the Minnesota Lynx at 6 p.m. tonight. You can watch it on ESPN2. A big game as there are four games left in the season for the Aces. They currently sit in the two seed. They're a game ahead of Seattle. They're a game and a half ahead of Minnesota. So if they were to lose to Minnesota tonight, 
They would be just a half game ahead of both Seattle and Minnesota for the two seed. And remember in the WNBA, the one and the two seed get buys directly to the semifinals. The three and four get buys into the quarterfinals. So there is a big difference between two and three. Also, the Aces will be without Liz Cambage, who is still out uh, because of a positive COVID test. Though, Dierica Hamby could be back. She is probable, according to their injury report from yesterday. Um, but this is a, a big game because when you look at trying to win a WNBA title, which that is clearly the objective for the Aces this year, they, they're one of the best teams in the league. There's a big difference in being the three seed and being the two seed. Your path is so much easier as the two seed. And if they lose tonight, they'll be in legitimate danger of losing that two seed. If they win, they're in pretty good shape. But a loss tonight would put them in legit danger of losing the two seed. Would you or wh- what will you watch with a more closer eye this week? Because they're both on ESPN two. the Aces or UNLV Arizona State. Well, I'm assuming one will be close in the fourth quarter. Yes, but so which will one. you watch closer? Oh, so, you'll watch the Aces more close. I mean, really? If That's you, interesting. I will watch UNLV football. Closely. Well, you're going to watch both, but yeah, I, I listen. I will watch UNLV football closely. If they're down 31 to nothing with five minutes to go in the second quarter, what am I watching? Well, you watch all the way through. I the mean, yes, end. I'll finish yes. it, but yeah. I'll be making jokes on Twitter more than I'll be watching it. You never do that, right? Like, <laughs> I, like if they're not, if they're getting if UNLV's close, if UNLV's in that game, absolutely. But if if they're down 31 nothing, I'm not paying attention. Now the ace is over here. This should be a good game. Well, this, it's gonna, this is going to be close, yeah. no matter what. So, yeah. So, I'm anticipating this being more interesting throughout the course of the game, whereas the UNLV game will be like, well, they're down 31 to nothing. Do you play the third-string quarterback now? No, if it's 31-3, you're saying what I've always said. The kicker's good. <laughs> All right. Coming they're up just next. lining up. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. They're just they literally first down kick. He's good. He's good. (laughs) All right, coming up next, we'll jump into the Golden Knights. But first, I want to tell you, you can meet Josh Jacobs this Saturday, September 11th, with Q from our sister station over on Raider Nation Radio. They'll be out at Ford Country at 280 North Gibson in Henderson. A meet and greet with Josh Jacobs, September 11th, from 3 to 4.30. Bring two food items to donate as well. But go out to Ford Country 3 to 4.30 this Saturday for a meet and greet with Josh Jacobs. You know, for the believers out there, thanks for sticking with us. I know, you know, there were some doubters out there after the last game, but but uh, I knew our group would, would respond with a real good effort, and uh, we did that tonight. We're back to the Press Box with Grady and Bischoff, live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios. Are you ready for rookie camp, Ed? I was saying uh, before we came back on to you that, uh, man, hockey's about to start. You know, blinking, it's going to be here. I don't think uh, going down to Arizona for rookie camp is needed <laughs> or warranted <laughs> at any point. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm excited about. Gary Bettman came through, or it appears he's going to come through, and we're going to be back in the room as media. So, you know, listen up, NFL and uh, uh, others. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. So rookie camp opens a week from today. They actually play rookie games. They go into that uh, tournament thing in Arizona on September 17th. And then what? The preseason's this month, too. The, the actual first preseason game is September 26th. So does it feel early? Like it? Yeah, because it feels like 
they just, you know, Flurry just let that uh, bad goal in, and they lost uh, the series, and then uh, he was gone. Hey, Feels like it just happened yesterday. Don't speak ill of the of the Vesna Trophy winner. Yeah, um, I, think, I think it went fast. Here's I, the. I don't know if it's a problem, but here's the like issue with the season being already here almost. Is the Golden Knights keep playing really late into the playoffs? Like they keep right, making it to right. the semifinals. Right. So the 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 off season is extremely short, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But no. like if yeah. you know, whenever there's a season where the Golden a Knights miss the playoffs, yeah. <laughs> whenever there's a season where the Golden Knights miss the playoffs in the future, then oh, the season ended in the first week of April, and right. we'll be sitting around thinking, wow, they haven't yeah. played in like half a year. Where's where's this bum team? So it'll be here soon. Now. There's a story, uh, ESPN, Greg Wyshynski, he went through and graded all of the off-seasons in the NHL. The Golden Knights were given a C for their off-season. And here is what Greg Wyshynski wrote. What a truly bizarre off-season for the Knights. They gave away Flurry for nothing in order to clear the totality of a $7 million cap hit. Bear in mind, this goalie just won the Vezina Trophy. They then used $5 million of that cap space to acquire Evgeny Dadanov, whose underlying numbers have declined for three straight seasons. Even if you're high on Dadanov, the fact remains the Knights' biggest lineup hole is at center. Barring a move for Jack Eichel, which you can't count out, or another top center, it appears Kelly McCrimmon chose to address the hole by hoping his former Brandon Wheat King star, Nolan Patrick, can blossom in the desert. So, when we look at the Golden Knights offseason, do you think they deserved a passing grade? I'm okay with the C. Um, C. I, I think he, uh, yes, he was a Vesna winner. I don't put too much stock in that because you had to clear the money. I mean, he, he happened to have a great year. He was a Vesna winner. Had he not won the Vesna and had just a good year, they would have cleared his money. So, I don't, like... At his age and at his you know stage of his career, good for him that he won the Vesna. That's very cool. He's a cool guy and good for him. But he was getting cleared. Someone was getting cleared. So I I don't put you know in Greg's sentence there. I don't really care that he won the Vesna because you had to you had to move on from him. I'm more interested in the Dadanov uh, uh, you know paragraph there where you gave him five million and he obviously doesn't feel as high on him as others I've heard locally. Um, here's the other thing I was going to ask you though. Give me your percentage that Eichel's still in play. I think that's a big deal for your offseason. If for whatever reason they just say they look at it and they get, you know, DeBoer comes back and they're all in a room, like, can that win? Can that team win the cup? It's Jack Eichel changes agent. There's still the whole dispute about what he should or shouldn't do with his neck injury. Right. Yeah. I, this, this, the preseason starts this month. It's hard yeah. to, I don't know. It's hard to, I guess, imagine you, because you, if you're the Golden Knights and you trade for Jack Eichel, you kind of have to blow up something on your team. Like you've got to, you've got to a make room salary cap space wise and B you've got to give the Sabres something. Oh, you're giving them a, I think so, more than something. Yeah. So I, yes, it, it'd be a tough thing for the, they'd blow up their entire off season if they bring in Jack Eichel, which, and again, maybe that's a good thing at the end of the day, depending on what you do have to give up. But here's what's interesting on the golden Knights off season. I think they got better. From a standpoint of their backup goalie got worse, but the actual skaters right. are going to be better. But the what they did, I don't know if is the best way to do it. Because what the Golden Knights did, they got better with their bottom six, right? Like Alex True. Tuck is injured to start the year. But they're going to have some combination at the end of this season of Nick Waugh, Alex Tuck, Matthias Janmark, 
maybe Evgeny Dadanov, Nolan Patrick, Will Carrier, Keegan Colasar, and Brett Howden. Those are the names. Some combo of those six. That's the Golden Knights' bottom six when when they're healthy in the second half of the season. All eight of those names are better than Ryan Reeves, who was a basically locked-in starter for this team. That bottom six is much better than it was last year. Their defensive pairs are going to be basically the same as they were last yes. year. They have a little bit less depth because Nick Holden's gone, right. but it's basically the same as it was last year. So they're be- they have better third and mm-hmm. fourth lines than they did before. So I think they're a better team. My question, though, is, as Greg Wyshynski wrote, the they, biggest hole is center. They didn't improve that. They didn't. Their third and fourth line centers no, but the could be better. Two line center. But Chandler Stevenson is Chandler still Stevens. the center between yes. Mark Stone right. and Max Pacioretty. Right. And that feels like it's not no. good enough to win the Stanley it, Cup. Now, if you could have gone better than him, and then he's a bottom six center because Absolutely. William Carlson, you're not going to break up that line. God forbid. <laughs> you ever do that, the, the, the franchise is going to fold if that line ever breaks up. Uh, <laughs> come on, don't be crazy. But I tell you what, if if you get someone good enough to where Chandler Stevenson's your third-line center, you're probably pretty good. Right, absolutely. And that, to me, was Peyton like Krebs. this offseason. I thought that should have been the goal of the Golden Knights, was to find somebody that's better than Chandler In Stevenson. Between essentially your two best players right to put with stone and patch ready. And they, that was not their priority at all. They did. I mean, they addressed the center position by getting Nolan Patrick, but well, he's not a top six, right? There's some chance he could be because he was a former top 10 pick, but more than likely Nolan Patrick is your third line center or something, or maybe, maybe he's not even that this year, but I think they got better as a team. I just don't know that they got better in the right areas. So that's, I mean, I think what you're saying is you don't know if they got better to take the final step. Right, exactly. Like I, I think they're still going to make the playoffs. They're still going to be good. Right, they're still going to be good. They're yeah. still a Stanley Cup contender. I just, I, I just don't know that they address the right part of the roster when they they cleared that cap space by moving on from Mark Andre Fleury, and yes. then they used it for the bottom six. I don't six. know if they used it properly. We're still wondering though if there's a potential top line center who has Brandon Wheat King's ties. <laughs> Because if there's someone out there who at one point either put on the Brandon Wheat King sweater or even passed or even passed through town and waved at the Brandon Wheat King's facility, this might be the guy to be your top line center. Darren Milsey Malone. Oh, started. did he play for him? No, no, but he did some broadcasting <laughs> okay. for him. Has Jack Eichel ever been to Brandon? <laughs> he had to have been, right? That isn't everyone. I I think it's like well, a prerequisite. He's an, Ameri- he's an American. So yeah, but maybe I mean, not. he would have he would have traveled, you know, through and seen seen the country. I don't know. Um, see, maybe that's why they haven't traded for him because he never he never even went to Brandon. Might be the reason behind it. <laughs> maybe everyone in the room wants to get he, him. And McCrimmon's like, I'm the GM in this place. That guy fired, never went to Brandon. He fired his agent because and his uh, new agent has lots of good ties yeah. to Brandon. <laughs> He's got ties to the Knights, we know. Maybe he has ties to uh, the weekend. All right, coming up next, Jason Fence joins the show. He plays the fiddle and is friends with Sarah Spain. And you are not. It's time for our weekly visit with ESPN's Jason Fitz. Why does this happen? He's a busy man. He's a popular man. He's a uh, star, actually. Jason Fitz is not here. For Uh those of you listening, (laughs) hearing the Jason Fitz imaging (laughs) and then wondering... Why I'm saying, why does this Yeah, nobody wants happen? to listen to us. They want to listen to Jason. Yeah, Jason is not here. This happens quite a bit. So, all right. He, I have a, he has gotten in a good habit of calling us instead of yeah. 
me well, calling him nine times. Well, I don't trust it today. Um, so instead, I have a question to ask you. Oh, God. Are we doing grades? No, no, no. <laughs> well, we can always grade Let's do things. grades. Do we want that imaging or did we just... No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. Check. Can, can KJ Wright be angry and calm at the same time? A plus. A plus. So you are doing great. <laughs> I think you can be angry and, and calm at the same time. I think you can be angry at the Seahawks for wanting to give you a discount um, or a discounted salary and not really kind of, you know, holding up their end according to him. I mean, I'm sure they said we're going younger linebacker. You're 32. We got we to gotta give you less money. But I think you can be calm in the sense that you're on a new team and you're excited about that to prove people wrong. When I asked him the other day, I mean, it was an obvious answer, but, you know, you're 32 and you won a Super Bowl. Do you, are you still hungry? And I think the reason he's hungry and he has kind of the motivation is they did they did kind of in Seattle say, you're going to take a lot less money. We have younger guys we like better, and that should motivate him. This, um, this was his quote. Listen, this offseason, I've been pissed off. I've been very, very angry. I've been at peace, but mad at the same time, if that makes sense. I had a lot of people doubting me. That burning desire you talk about is on 100. So I've been very, very angry. I've been at peace, but mad at the same time. Yeah. I is just the don't burning know. desire on 100? This is the first time I ever heard on 100. I guess. I, don't, I, don't know. I guess. Does, I mean, it's, does it's your, 100%. Does but, your stove turn up to 100? Yeah. Mine doesn't. It's I just, don't know. When I first asked him, he glared at me, and he said it pissed off. I jumped under the table. Because that guy's a big guy. I told you, he's huge. I just don't know how you can be both angry and at peace. Uh, well, you can be that way with different things, right? You can be mad at something. You're mad at the Astros when they lose, but you're at peace. With at other, peace. You're at peace when you're like, you know, playing with your dogs and stuff because you're a dog lover. I mean, you can you can be both at the same time if you want to be. I don't know. My dogs run and hide when I'm mad at the Astros. So <laughs> that's why you have to have a dog like me who's who's deaf and blind. We do have so a dog. So when I go crazy I mean, and throw things, he she has no idea what we're doing. One of my two dogs doesn't pay any attention to me whatsoever, but the other one absolutely cares. Like my Shih Tzu runs and hides from me. But I just I don't know. I they, so okay. Is he saying that he's mad at the Seahawks? Because they wouldn't. Bring oh, him I back. think he's mad at the Seahawks but, because they wanted to give him less money. But what's he at peace with? I think he's at peace that he got another job and he's got three million guaranteed and five million if he plays really well and he's so on he, a new team. So he wasn't at peace until the Raiders signed him. Right. Don't okay. we kind of right. want him pissed off? Oh, yeah. No, I mean if he's <laughs> if his only if his only option was I'm not going to go back to you because you want to cut me to like one and a half million or whatever. I think he's pissed. But if the Raiders come along and say, we'll give you three guaranteed. And if you do this and this and this, you can get five. Well, I'm at peace with that, too. So he was not at peace until the Raiders signed. Right. So he was just angry. He was just the pissed off. Well, as, he's, as the quote said, he was pissed off the whole summer. <laughs> you know, he wanted to go back to Seattle. He said that many times. Most stories I read about him said, I would have thought it was great to finish my career where I started. Why not? You want a Super Bowl there? Why would you want to leave there? You know, the Metropolitan Grill, the ribeye, you kidding me? Seattle? Can't beat it. Are you just uh, naming <laughs> random restaurants in Seattle? It's the best restaurant in Seattle, the ribeye. Order it, 12 ounces. Uh, I'm going no, in like two <laughs> weeks. Where do I need to go? Are you going in two weeks? That's where yeah, you're going? I'm oh, going Metropolitan Grill. Metropolitan Grill. Oh, I'll tell you what. If you take your girlfriend there, she will absolutely assume she's getting proposed to. That's it's awesome. Happening. So That's obviously you're going to the Chick-fil-A no, and you're no. passing on the, on the I, Metropolitan I, Grill. I'm actually going with my friend. I'm not going with my girlfriend. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a, he's a Titans fan. They play in well, don't Seattle. Well, take, don't take him to the Metropolitan Grill. Okay. It's like a romantic place. All right. Joining us now is Jason Fitz. Jason, what the hell's going What's on? What's up, Jason? 
I, I don't know. I mean, literally, I just hung up with – I was talking to Memphis, and I'm sitting there, and I'm <laughs> looking at the phone, and I'm looking at the phone. I'm like, well, I just hung up with Memphis. I know it's working. I, and I, I've done four of these things today. I don't. I think there's a gremlin that doesn't want my level of Raiders positivity coming on your show this week. Oh. But nothing will stop us from that. KJ Wright, can you be, as Tyler's put this out this morning, can you be pissed and at peace at the very same time? No. I mean, which is amazing. Like, I, I love the whole, like, process of thinking that that's the way any of us would actually feel about something. No. No, he's angry, and uh, and that's good for the Raiders. Like, if you're the Raiders, uh, that that's one of what you want. You want him to come in with an edge. But also, I think we all need to be a little bit realistic. Like, K.J. Wright coming in, having not played at all in the preseason, as much as we're going to say, well, he knows the defense and he knows what's going on out there, there's still an element of it's going to take a little time to adjust. I, I just – I think what we've seen right now, A, is mismanagement of the roster as yet another third-round draft that gets cut. But then we've also seen this expectation that it's plug-and-play. And, play. and I, I, I would say loudly to Raiders fans, and I'm one of you, like at what point do we stop buying in to the narrative that somebody can just be signed and suddenly a week later be the star of the team? Like it, it virtually never works for this team, and every time we go too overboard drinking the Kool-Aid. Didn't you just tell us you were positive about the Raiders? Oh, I'm very positive about the Raiders season. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm positive about the week one matchup, but I am very positive about the Raiders season. I, I, and, and look, I, you know, I've had some, some fans, you know, uh, tweeting me and DMing me about the national bias against the Raiders. that doesn't exist. And it's just, you know, I'm, I'm done dying on that sword, but I've asked a bunch of people that have had negative predictions about the Raiders. Why? And the answer is the same from everybody. I mean, the, the team is predicting that a bunch of players that have been either given up on or, or, or past their prime are going to all be signed and come in and have career years, especially, you know, on the defense, interior of the defensive line and some in the linebackers while they turn around and figure out how to get a young core to get better. I, I don't think there's an easy beginning to this season, but I still think it's a playoff season for the Raiders. Both can be true. Everything you're saying implies that the Raiders are going to be terrible this year, but you end it with the Raiders are still going to be fine. <laughs> Everything's great. <laughs> I, look, I would not be surprised to see the Raiders get absolutely throttled week one against the Ravens because I think Baltimore's good, even though uh, there's some, uh, you know, obviously some injuries they're dealing with. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. I'm also not going to freak out if it happens. But I, I'll remind everybody, the Raiders have started the last two seasons 1-0, and and we all went overboard with that, and neither of those seasons ended the way that we want. Like, this is a team that has tough beginning of the schedule. I mean, Miami – Looks like they're going to be good. Pittsburgh is not a team I believe in, but a lot of people do. So you can look at the beginning of the schedule and say there's some, there's some beef there. But I, I continue to look at this secondary and say when you've got a lot of young players in a new system, it's going to need an adjustment, and, and that's going to take a little time. So I, for once, am going to be patient on this Raiders season, and I'm going to wait until like week six to, to go one way or the other on. Can Derek Carr become a quarterback that makes, I don't want to say inferior people better around him, but maybe not all pros around him better. I'm going to say that he's already done that, and that's going to get your audience really fired up. Um, I don't mean to be contrarian, but Nelson Aguilar didn't have a career season because he's great. He had a career season because he got a good relationship with the quarterback that believed in him and started to feed him the ball. It takes a while to earn trust with Derek Carr, but, man, we saw Crabtree. have. Uh, how good was Michael Crabtree after he left the Raiders? And, frankly – Amari Cooper, we all know, has huge expectations in Dallas. Has he been markedly better in Dallas than he was in with the Raiders when it comes to his play with the quarterback? No, he's still maddeningly inconsistent as a wide receiver. 
I'll give you the argument that the Raiders have frequently gotten the best out of the players they have around Derek Carr when it comes to the wide receiver position. It just happens to be that we expect fine dining from a can of Chef Boyardee, and more often than not, we've been given Chef Boyardee at the wide receiver position on this team for most seasons. So I, I think Carr's already been doing that. We just don't appreciate it. I mean, listen, Derek Carr's best season with Amari Cooper. Cooper had 11, 1,153 yards. He had 1,114 with Andy Dalton throwing in passes for most of last year. Uh, fair, that is absolutely fair. <laughs> but was he, was he any different? Even look at the beginning when the first four games of the season when he had uh, Dak throwing him the ball before the injury. If you look at, at Cooper's numbers, you know, and this is something that you know, I, I don't think I'm violating any level of trust. Uh, I, I even talked to Jack Del Rio because, of course, when I saw Jack in the halls at ESPN, I fangirled him right away. <laughs> and my first thing was like, what the hell has always been the issue with Cooper? How is it that he can have 12 catches one game and four for the next three? And he said, if I could figure that out, I'd probably still be the coach in Vegas or Oakland at the time. So, you know, I, I think there's an element of Amari that, you know, you're right. We saw the same from Andy Dalton, but we also haven't seen Amari have some massive breakthrough. I mean, what are you expecting? Like last year, when you look at that wide receiver core and, uh, you know, whether or not Ruggs turns out, do you believe Ruggs would have been a more dynamic first overall pick if he'd been in a different, with a different quarterback? I don't. I mean, could Carr take some bigger chances down the field? Maybe, yeah, we all agree that he could afford to do that. But realistically, go back the year before and look at week 15 and 16. What what wide receivers was he playing with? Like, I, I realize that Aaron Rodgers can make anybody good. Patrick Mahomes can make anybody good. I don't think that Derek Carr will ever be Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. But that doesn't mean that Derek Carr isn't a top 10-ish quarterback in the NFL. And I do believe you can win a Super Bowl with a top 10-ish quarterback. I want to ask you real quick, how big of an upset? We talked about this last few days, given, and I know they pr protect people in Pittsburgh, but how could TJ Watt go in an entire training camp now uh, uh, holding in and no one report that this was happening until very last few days? Yeah, because it's Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh seems to like run in the, I, I, and this is really curious to me, like the amount of things that the, the Steelers just get the shrug of, oh, it'll work out because. They're the Steelers, kind of like we're looking at, uh, you know, and, and again, I'm throwing my own network under the bus here, but uh, what other team could spend the most money in an offseason and then have everybody turn around and say it's all going to work other than the Patriots? But, you know, it's the Patriots, so those things right. work out. With the Steelers, I think there's this presumption that because money has never really been the thing, you're talking about a Steelers team that let Bud Dupree walk because they couldn't afford both. Dupree is expected to be fully healthy this year and to be a difference maker for the Titans, and at the same time, T.J. Watt's been holding in, and for anyone that doesn't know, I mean, he hasn't been participating in anything other than individual work on the sidelines so that he's not putting himself in jeopardy and so they can't find him. So, you know, it's not a sure thing he's going to play. And, if, frankly, if you're T.J. Watt and you're on some people's radar for defensive player of the year, you're in the last year of your deal for $10 bucks. I don't blame you for turning around, especially when you've seen the injury history that his time has hit your own family. Aren't you going to look around and say, well, I mean, somebody out there will give me that money, and if you won't, I'll find somebody that will. So I'm not surprised that T.J. Watt is standing his ground. I'm surprised that we're not destroying the Steelers for essentially rolling the dice because most other teams, and I don't just mean the Raiders here, but I mean most other teams, if they were in this situation, uh, we'd be rolling our eyes saying, what are you doing? Look what we did with the Dolphins earlier this year when they were dealing with their own money issues. Everybody looks at it and says, you got to pay your guys. But in Pittsburgh, it's like, ah. Oh, well, it's the Steelers. They just do business differently. Well, he is Jason Fitz from ESPN. Jason, thanks for joining us, thanks, even if Jason. it was late. Appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thanks. Take care, Have a great week.
It's a star. I don't know what happens when we call him and he doesn't answer. And then he texts, but he texted both of us. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I, I am. I am our, only, I am I, only I, upset I, with Memphis for running over. <laughs> well, okay, but we've 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 taken him we've taken him well over several <laughs> yes, times. Yes, we, like, we take him over all the time. Uh, but no, I mean there is some there is a level to our phones that needs to be addressed. <laughs> and uh we're looking forward to addressing that in the future. All right, coming up next, our sharp is playing for a mystery jersey. The 2-1, Correa lines this one toward right center field. Hanniger racing back. It's over his head. Guriel on his way to third. He's around third and coming home. And that is the ball game. The Houston Astros walk off the Seattle Mariners in the bottom of the 10th, 5-4. It's the Press Box with Grady and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Josh is back. And today he is picking for a mystery jersey. He's gotten eight in a row right. Medvedev won again yesterday. So if Josh gets uh, picked today right, he will win a jersey. And the mystery jersey that Josh will win will be a Khalil Mack Raiders jersey. So, Josh, where are you going? What's your pick to win a jersey? Let's go to soccer. World Cup Cup qualifying. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. No. Let's take Italy. Uh, we know where we thought you were going. Uh, Italy is playing Lithuania today. So if the Italians win, you will get to nine. You will hit the mark needed to win a jersey, and it will be a Khalil Mack jersey. Good luck, Josh. We hope you get it. Done. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah. So there you go. Italy, Lithuania today. Now, what you didn't tell him, obviously, is it's a toddler's jersey, and it's for a one-year-old. But it'll be a good one. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Actually, what if, hey, we didn't on, say what size on. it was. It was a toddler jersey, <laughs> like, a toddler, like a little one, like uh, extra, extra small. <laughs> I will, I will say that as someone who shops jerseys quite a bit, why are children's jerseys so expensive? Oh yeah, they're like, fortune. Yeah, they're like the same price as an adult one, and I'm like, you're using less fabric. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Having kids, what a nightmare. You got to buy them clothes hey, and, they, and then I, they grow out of them? To my, to the best of my knowledge, I don't have any kids. Yeah. And I'd like to keep it that way. No to the best no of my knowledge, me. yes, it costs a lot of money. They keep yes. growing out of the clothes you yes. buy them. Unbelievable. Yeah. Why would you buy a kid anything expensive until <laughs> he's done growing? Yeah. They also kind Have of, you met my children? They also <laughs> spill a lot. Yeah, they and stain they, they, these clothes. And they also, like, there's lots of liquids that seem to leak out of them. I couldn't, I, I bought. The son really likes jerseys. Well, he's waiting. He every day goes out front to see if the Bishop Sycamore T-shirt has arrived. It's on its way, by the way. Uh, I couldn't do it with jerseys. What I did with you know baseballs and footballs growing up, where you know I signed them certain names, uh, you know, like the Jordan basketball. We're, we are aware that you have, but I couldn't do it with jerseys. So I actually had to pay for those things. <laughs> you couldn't make your own jerseys. <laughs> no. what, what if I had like in the garage like one of those printing presses? I can't get my own jerseys. Ah, there's a Jordan oh, one for man. you to go with your basketball. It's it's one of my favorite things in the world is uh, you'll find on certain sites, you'll be like, oh, man, that's a really good price. And then you'll, like, look at it. You'll be like, 
That is not the right color for right. that exactly. particular exactly. jersey. That exactly. Is definitely being produced in China. Yes. Well, they're all being produced that, in China. It's well. just whether or not like you're getting the ones that are being produced yes. for the NFL or you're getting the ones that, you know, they're like, eh, just just make a couple extras. All right, let me give you two soccer complaints this morning. Number one, we finally have some information on Weston McKinney and why he was suspended and then sent home from Team USA. He spent a night outside of the Team USA bubble in Nashville, and he also brought someone to the team hotel that was not supposed to enter the Team USA bubble during this week long of World Cup qualifying. So he pulled the Seattle Seahawks. Yes. He pulled one of those. Okay. Yes. All right. I don't know what the hell is wrong with Weston McKinney. And this uh, is the same player. This is your shot. This is it, man. Yeah. You, you you can't wait. I just don't get that. Right. I don't get that. One week. Yeah. You, came, you had to come to the United States for one week for God. World Cup qualifying. One week. I don't get it. And they go, this is the same player when he was with Juventus last year, got in trouble for throwing a party at his place during like the pandemic. So Weston McKinney, let's get it together. This is ridiculous. Weston McKinney. You're supposed to be good. You're supposed to be like, he's, one of their best players, and we can't even get on the field. Well, it's obviously why he did it, because as you know, throughout time, soccer players have a real hard time having fun. <laughs> professional soccer players. <laughs> like, you better do it now, because after a week, I mean, you're a professional soccer player. You got no chance after a week. That's just amazing. That, it's amazing when things like that happen. My other complaint is the television broadcast for tonight's game. The U.S. plays Honduras, third World Cup qualifier. If you want to watch this game in English, the only way to do it legally is to subscribe to Paramount Plus. I already do. CBS Sports will not be broadcasting the game on actual TV. It is Paramount Plus only. Now, fortunately for anybody who doesn't subscribe to Paramount Plus, you can watch the game with Spanish commentary. It'll be on... Univision or Telemundo, one of the two. I'll have to find it. But it'll be on Spanish broadcast television here in the U.S. But for some reason, CBS and CBS Sports Network are like, no thanks. Paramount Plus is an excellent investment if you're a Star Trek fan. I was going to say, should I, am I in the minority when I say, what is Paramount Plus? It's CBS's paid subscription. Would I get that with DirecTV and not know I have it? No. You got to pay separate for it. It's like... ESPN Plus. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I got you. But All right. it's CBS's version. There's a lot of stuff I get in DirecTV. I don't know if I'm paying for it's or not, but I get it. Not Paramount <laughs> Plus, but you should get the Spanish channels. You can watch them there.